There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, let's get into today's life-giving message. All right, Bible's up. Let's go to work. Let's go. Let's say it together. I am blessed because the life-giving message I am about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, do what you do, how you do when you do it, because you do it so well. We're open and ready to receive. In Jesus' name, somebody say, I'm ready. Say, I'm ready. Say, he's ready. Say, let's go. You can be seated. Let's go to work. So our series is called Love Songs, and we've been learning biblical love principles from some popular love songs. We've done the song Poison. We've done the song Cupid. We've done the song One in a Million. And today's is this, I will always love you. If you know it. Come on, sing, Chicago. Sing, Denver. Listen, I don't know about you, but when that song came out, I said, how many times you got to tell them you're going to always love them? Did you have to sing the chorus 400 times? I'm just saying. And listen, this song was by Dolly Parton. Somebody say Dolly Parton. It was made famous by Whitney Houston. And, and hear me, this phrase is actually something that's said at the end of a relationship. Wait a minute. This means that every ending doesn't have to be messy. This means that every ending doesn't have to be controversial. This means that every ending doesn't have to be negative. I pray that as a Christian, you learn how to have positive endings. Sometimes you got to just recognize, hey, listen, we're headed in different directions, and I appreciate you, but I listen, I got to go. I appreciate you, but listen, I appreciate your lessons. I appreciate the time, but the way you, we were working this out is no longer working out. Somebody say, every ending doesn't have to be messy. Because let's be honest, guys, most times when somebody's no longer in our life, we don't want to tell no good stuff. We want to tell all the ratchet, salacious, okay, y'all going to look at me like that. 
You want to tell all the stuff you did for them, but let's tell about what they did for you. Come on, let's stop. You want to talk about how bad they were, but can we talk about some of the bad that you did? I just want to know who in this building can celebrate every relationship that has ended in your life because it taught you something. It made me better. It made me stronger. It made me wiser. Somebody say, I'm better because of it. But this was also a vow in a long-term relationship. So this is amazing that on one side, it means something's ending, but it can also be used to say something now is being given as a vow. And let this be a lesson. The Bible says, don't say it at all if you're not going to back your vow up. I pray that in your next 12, whatever comes out of your mouth, you back it up. I pray that in your next 12, whatever you say you're going to do, that you do. I pray that in your next 12, whatever you say you're going to make happen, that you make it happen. Open your mouth and say, I keep my vows. This song was released in 1974 as a farewell to Dolly Parton's long-term business partner when she was going to pursue a solo career, which introduces to our first point. Love is a contact sport with God, people, and yourself because you're going to take some hits, but the hits will help you love better. That's a long point, so you can screenshot that. Don't try to write that. If you're trying to write that, listen, you're going to type, and your typing just going to tear you up. And listen, let them Apple phone, listen, it's going to tear you up. You're going to have tongues on your phone trying to type that. Say contact sport. That means you're going to take some hits. Now listen, this was a football given to me um, by the Denver Broncos, and it's a championship ball, and so I I was going to have them take it out, and then I said no. So we ain't even going to do that. I'm going to keep it in this nice case, and that's what it's going to be. Now it's signed by very powerful people. I think John Elway's on here. We got all kind of people that are on here. It's signed by great, great players. Now take this out. I wanted you to see that because football is a great way to look at love. You're not playing it right if you're not taking hits. You're not playing it right if you're not taking hits. I need you to understand that because most of us want to see, here it is, we want to see love as baseball where we go from base to base. (laughs) But that's not love. Love is football where you're going to take some hits. And listen, and here's how you know you're doing it right, is that when you take a big hit, that tells you that you're loving right. I need you to stop being afraid of being hurt because, let me show you something. Whenever you're trying to avoid getting hit in football, listen, this is the defender, this is the offense, he's got the ball, but he can't take that ball because that ball is too expensive, he ain't finna touch that, but he's finna run. All right, all right, so you run. Come on, come on, come on. Now watch, trying to avoid getting hit, you're doing all this running, tearing stuff up, and guess what? You still good God. And many of you, you've wasted a lot of time in your life. Thank you. You wasted a lot of time in your life trying to avoid getting hit, trying to avoid being hurt, that you don't even realize that's what got you hurt. Because whatever you're trying to avoid, that's what you're giving attention to. And whatever you're giving attention to, that's where your energy flows. Wherever your energy flows, that's what you're going to see manifest in your life. But I think there's some people in the next world that can say, I'm going to give my best regardless of who likes it, regardless of if they don't reciprocate it. I need you to open your mouth and say, my next world will be my best 12. It's a contact sport, guys. You're going to take some hits. Your relationship with God is going to take some hits. In the Bible, Jacob is wrestling with God. And the Bible says that as he's wrestling with God, it says angel, but angels capitalize, which means it's God before we call him Jesus. They're wrestling. And as they are wrestling and going back and forth, the angel says, let me go because the day is about to break. In other words, he says, you're about to have breakthrough. Let me go. You're about to have breakthrough. Let me go. It was a test to see if he would let go. God never wanted Jacob to let go. He just wanted to see if he let go when he saw his breakthrough. You missed what I just said. For some of you, God says, I just want to see how you're going to act if you think that you no longer have that struggle. 
I just want to know if you're going to keep me first when you think everything is good. I just want to know when you get to promotion, are you still going to keep me first? I just want to know if I bless you, are you going to keep me first? I just want to know if I give you the relationship, are you going to still honor me? He says, let me go, but if you let me go, I'm not going to bless you. But since Jacob didn't let go, he says, I'm getting ready to give you what you asked for and some more. And the Bible says he touched his hip. Somebody says, touched his hip. And he put his hand up on his hip when he dip, he dip, we dip. Listen. He put his hand on his hip. He touched his hip. And the Bible says his hip came out of socket, which means it began to change Jacob's walk. Listen, here's how you know your relationship with God needs some hits. It's because when it takes a hit, it changes how you walk. What does that mean, Bishop? There's going to be moments you feel like God is far. There's going to be moments you feel like he doesn't love you. There's going to be moments you feel like he doesn't care. Is there anybody honest in this building online? There's going to be moments you're like, God, you must hate me. Matter of fact, God, you must love her more than me because she's not going through this. That's because she's not headed where you're headed. Well, you're headed, watch me. Uh, eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. Th don't compare your struggle to somebody else's because your up is going to be bigger than their up. So don't compare your down to their down. I wish you knew that God's about to pay you back for all the help that you've ever been through. He's not going to be left owing you anything. Somebody say, and my next 12 will be my best 12. That's your relationship with God. It's going to take some hits. There's going to be some days you are fighting with God and you're going to feel like he hates you. You're going to feel like he's against you, but you need that because it's from that resistance that it changes your walk. Jacob, literally, the Bible says you wrestle with God and man and won. You've taken hits from God and man and won. You have moments where you felt like God turned his back on you and you kept being faithful and you won. There were moments you felt like it wasn't working. And God says, but you better keep working it. And you won. I just need to know if there's some survivors in here. I just need to know if there's some thrivers in here. Where you can say, I had some hits in my relationship with God, but I'm still standing. Open your mouth, please, and say, but I'm still here. Check this out. It's a contact sport. So you start thinking that something's wrong because it's not tiptoeing through the tulip. There's nothing wrong. It's a contact sport. It's not baseball. It's not base to base. It's football. It's hit to hit. But you just learn how to play so well that the hits don't hurt no more. I just wish you learned how to play so well that if somebody does do you dirty, you say, oh, well, the Bible says pray for them that use you and spitefully persecute you. Why? It heaps hot coals on their head. Listen, it, the hit came, but I'm not even hurt no more. I, I dare some of y'all to just laugh at the last hit that came at you. I, baby, I'm laughing. Why? Because what you meant for evil, God, turn that thing around for my... You take some hits with God, but then you also take some hits in your relationships with people. And here's the deal. Most of the times when we start having relationship issues with people, we're ready to quit. Come on, football. Let's go. Let's go right here. Right here. Y'all must play for the team that lost the Super Bowl. Come on, faster. I'm petty. Listen. I don't mean that in a negative way. <laughs> All right, watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Okay? You got to move fast. <laughs> the game is now. Let that be a revelation for some of y'all. I don't know who this is for. I just heard this. Please listen. I don't know who this is for. You move too slow. You take too long to decide. I pray that your deliberation would speed up because you take too long to decide. And the opportunities of a lifetime have to be seized in the lifetime of the opportunities. I pray that you would be able to make quick decisions. Please just open your mouth and say quick decisions. All right, here we go. So here's the deal. So now with people. So say contact sport with God. Say contact sport. With God, with God, say with people. with people. 
right, now check this out. Now, for those of you who say, Bishop, I thought you told me it was zero degrees outside, and you got on, your ankles are showing. I know, it's winter protest. <laughs> I refuse to accept that temperature. It's my winter protest, all right? And I don't like coats either, by the way. Bishop, what does that have to do with the word? Nothing. I just have to get it out. Listen, <laughs> contact sport. Here's the deal. Now y'all wrestling. Now here's the deal. Here's the deal. Now they wrestling. When, when this happens most of the time, guess what? I'm done. The moment there's any conflict, you want to cancel. The moment there's any issue, you want to cancel. Y'all fighting over Fruit Loops and you're talking about you want a divorce. Let me see. Single moms. This is sometimes this is you and your sons. That's because the leader in them is being developed. And so because you're closest to them, they don't have anybody to wrestle with. I'm trying to help some of y'all in here. Right? So now, now that this is happening, it's a contact sport. But check this out. Check this out. Here's what we want. We want to grab hands. Oh, come on, brothers in the Lord. Come on. Y'all want to tiptoe to the tulips. Come on, just, just, come on, just. Keenan and Kale. The Wayans brothers. Give me somebody else. Who? That's all y'all got. <laughs> okay, here, here's the deal. This, this is what you want. This is what you want. Somebody say, that's not love. That's not how love works. Stop. And here's what happens. For most of us, if it's not like that, we think something's wrong. Not realizing that it's a contact sport, which means that's not helping us grow. How do you know that, Bishop? Cardio, watch me, cardio only works while you're doing it. You need some resistance. Come on here. That's going to build some strength in you. And a relationship that can't survive hits is a relationship that's not supposed to survive. I need for you to thank God for the hits because the hits showed you what you were really Show me what you're working with. You couldn't find out until you took some hits, until you went through some trouble. And I'm so glad you found out before you invested more time. Thank you. But then here it is. It's a contact sport. Come back, don't. Come on back, Green. It's a contact sport. Watch me. With yourself. It's a contact sport. You're going to take hits in your relationship with God. I'll explain it to you. You're going to have conflict with people. That just means you're growing. That doesn't mean cancel all the time. Now, that doesn't mean abuse and, and disrespect and all that. That doesn't mean that either. All right? All right? Because don't use that as a reason to tolerate foolery. No, no, no. But here's the thing. Okay, now you ready for this? All right, hit yourself. Slap yourself. I really want you to do it. Y'all know he's so dramatic. I, I really want him to do it. Okay, smack yourself. Okay, all right, thank you. <laughs> now, here's the deal. Now, we're laughing, but that's what you do. When you make a mistake, contact sport. You don't need the devil because you spent an hour beating yourself up. And I pray that in your next 12, you stop being your own enemy. But instead of doing that, here's what you need to do. You need to get you a mirror. And instead of watch me beating yourself down, you need to build yourself up. 
And the Bible says, and David encouraged himself in the Lord, which means I can speak to me to get me together. Sometimes you need to step in the bathroom and say, you better get yourself together. You better rise up. You are more than a conqueror. God has made you to be the head and not the tail. You are king and a priest. That means you're spiritual and successful. It's a contact sport. Say a contact sport. Okay, y'all take my football and I make me handle it real nice and easy. Now, no, 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 no. Say contact sport. Now, now check this out. Check this out. Um, the lyrics to the song are interesting. Look at the lyrics. The song says, if I should stay, I would only be in your way. So I'll go, but I'll know I'll think of you every step of the way. I rewrote it. Check this out. Check this out. It takes more love to recognize when you're the problem than to blame somebody else for being the problem. And guess what? And guess what? Because I'm going to fix some of y'all because some of you are like, that's right. I just keep messing up. I'm going to quit. Let me help get you together. It's not an invitation to immediately cancel if you have the ability to improve. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. You better rise up and improve and stop punking out just because somebody called you out. Yup. Then second verse. Now this has got three verses. This is how you know it's an old school song. New school songs have a verse and a hook. And that's it. And some A's. That's it. You can write a hit. Write you a verse and a hook. And some A's. That's the song right there. I got a verse, I got a hook. A. Whole song. It'll go viral tomorrow. Listen. <laughs> Bittersweet memories. What does this mean? It's a period, it's a period, but I'm celebrating all of the progress. Here's your challenge, to look back on every relationship you've ever had and look back on it and say, I'm grateful for the progress, even if it had to end with a period. And most of us don't do that, because when a relationship ends, listen, we want, we, we, listen. Somebody is about to hear about what they did to me. Oh, no, you finna go to lunch. You finna go to Senior Rick's. Come on here. Y'all ain't gonna talk. You, you finna go to the restaurant. You finna go get you some chips and salsa. You finna go do something. You finna talk about what happened to you. And God says, this is why it keeps happening, because you ain't learned nothing yet. But I think you are in the stage of your life where you can say, I'm learning from everybody I've ever loved. And I'm not negative, and I'm not bitter, and I'm not trying to get back at nobody. Why? Oh, you're going to find out in just a second. Bittersweet memories. That's all I'm taking with me. So goodbye. Please don't cry. We both know I'm not what you need. Now that line is a deep line. Because most times in love, y'all ready for this? We don't want to admit the truth. I was watching um, uh, uh, Judas and Black Messiah yesterday. This movie came out about one of the uh, Black Panthers that was assassinated by the United States uh, government. And, um, and in all of that, what was amazing to me is the guy that betrayed him they knew up front he was a Judas. Which teaches me a principle. You trying to figure out who they are, you already know. That is your no. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me right now. They knew up front because he was identified early on and they had the ability to remove him at that time. But one of the things that, what, that can happen is that in the process of love, watch me, people say love is blind. It is not. But but that principle teaches us that that's how we sometimes look at it. I will ignore what's right in front of me to believe what I want to believe. 
Sometimes, watch me, sometimes you can love a person, but watch me, need, need deals with seat, seat in your life. Sometimes, listen, you can love a person and want them to be your best friend, but they don't have best friend qualities. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Sometimes you can love a person, but they don't, watch me, but they not have qualities to sit in certain seats. Can I give you some scripture to back this up? Come on, here it is. Jesus had his 12. His 12, that was his staff. Check this out. From his 12, he has three. Peter, James, John. Say it with me. Say it with me. One more time. Yes, Peter, James, and John. These three he brought closer to him. He transfigures himself in front of them, which means he lets them see parts of him he couldn't show to everybody else. Let that be a lesson. Everybody can't handle all of you. And I pray you have the wisdom to know what parts of you to show to everybody. Because some people, the moment you show anything, they want to go run and tell somebody else. And you need some people in your life that can cover you, that you can be vulnerable with, that you can be transparent with, and they not look at you differently because you had a transparent moment. I pray your next 12 be filled with some people that can cover you, that you can transfigure yourself in front of. Transfigure, transformers, transfigure. Change my figure. Change the realm I'm coming to you from. Change the face you see me from. His 12 were normally least to seeing him as leader. When he's, with, uh, when he's with Moses and Elijah and transfigures himself, watch me, he is now in consultation. Which means, which means only certain people can handle, watch me, can handle you leading them. For every leader who wants to be friends, let me tell you, you're going to screw your leadership up. Because everybody can't respect you as leader and friend. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. And if you're going to make me pick, then screw friends. Because my assignment is to be a leader. And I got to lead you. And if you can't lead and I be your friend, then listen, we can forget the friendship. I'll just lead you. Because many of you, I feel like preaching at this 11.15, you have messed up your assignment because you wanted friendship when you were supposed to be their leader. And so you messed up what you were sent to their life for. You weren't sent to their life to be their friend. You were sent to their life to be their leader. So he didn't let everybody see him in a realm of vulnerability because he said, everybody can't handle me not seeing me in my leadership seat. I can't let my hair down with everybody. I, I, I can't let everybody see me in my human form. I can't let everybody see me in my natural form. Why? Because I refuse to abandon the assignment of which I was sent for. So it says, the verse, give me the lyrics. It says, I, we both know I'm not what you need. Need deals with necessity. Necessity deals with seat. Which means, check this out, everybody. You can love someone. But, but be careful that you don't love them only because they can sit in this seat. Because there are certain people who say, I love you. Here's the deal. You're just not best friend. You're not what I need there. So I love you, but I need to put you in a seat. Oh, hey, fact, ain't no seat. Just stand up on the wall. Why? Because you're too inconsistent to get a seat. You're too unpredictable to get a seat. You are too wishy-washy to get a seat. I don't know if you're with me or against me. I, I can't give you a seat in my life. So just stand up over there. I love you, but I don't love you for this seat. For some of you, okay, let me be quiet. You turned a friendship into an entanglement. I Y'all don't want that, okay. It was never supposed to be different. 
Let's go. Look at verse 3. I hope life treats you kind. And I hope all you've dreamed of. And I hope you, I wish you joy and happiness. But above all, I wish you love. Check this out. There's this realization that something's coming to an end. And in the song, she says, listen, I don't wish bad for you. Let's be honest, 11:15. Most of us, if somebody's no longer in our lives, you know, we don't specifically ask the Lord to hurt them. But if he hurts them, we ain't mad. I wish there were some honest people. Come on online, wave at me. In this building, where y'all at? You're like, Lord, listen, I'm not specifically asking for her to fall down in this negative six-degree weather and hurt herself because of the way she was talking to me, but God. Accidents happen to people all the time. Got to be more careful. Got to be more careful. And here's why I want to stretch this. Here's why we're that way. Here's why we're that way. Because we feel like we have wasted something. We feel like I wasted love on them. I wasted time on them. I wasted energy on them. I wasted resources on them. Like, I wasted something. And can I help you? Somebody said, I haven't wasted anything. Now, at the 9.15, I couldn't get past this point. So, listen, we're going to see as far as we can go. Ephesians 6 and 7. This is literally where the message ended. Ephesians 6 and 7. Rendering service. You can't love and not serve. Anything you say you love, you should serve. You can't love and not serve. You can't say that you love someone and not serve them. I ain't finna do that. Mm -mm, then you don't love. It's very simple. You can't say that you love something. I love my church. What do you do to serve it? What do you do to build it? I'm just saying. Like, what do you... What do you, are you, did, you, did you cook share? Did you cook share? See how quiet I got in the middle? Did you cook share? You, you cannot love without serve. Say, I have to serve in order to love. But let's look at this. With a good will. Now, that's interesting because that means everything I'm doing, I'm supposed to do from a good will. What's will? It means my intent, my motive. Mm. It means everything I'm doing, my motive is right, even if yours isn't. Oh, it's quiet in here. Somebody say, my motive will be right. Even if theirs is not. Now, this is interesting because here's what we think. We have a if you hit me and I'll hit you back kind of mentality. Now, I don't mean that literally. I mean that like the quid pro quo. What you do, I'm going to do. And the problem with that is that for some people, they're going to bring you too low. Because the scripture says with a good will, say a good will. As to the Lord and not to man. Which means when I'm loving someone, listen, can I be honest? It's not for you. I'm doing this as unto the Lord, which means I'm not worried if you have a little funky attitude when I do it because I'm not doing it for you. And the wives, when you cook, you ain't cooking for him. So let him sit there with a stank attitude if he want to. But your Bible says what you're doing, you're doing it as unto the Lord. Even if your children are ungrateful, you're not doing it for them. You're doing it as unto the Lord. Everything you do, you do it unto the Lord. Here's where many of us mess up is that we think we're doing it to them. So here's the deal. I'm not doing that because you ticked me off. I'm not doing that because you made me angry. I, and here's what God says. No, 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 no. You're doing it as unto the Lord. Say not to man. Can I get you to just look at somebody next to you? Don't touch them, but just look at them and just say, it's not for you. Say, it's bigger than you. Say, this is to the Lord. 11.15. That would have been cute if I asked for a little kitty cat. This is a lion. <laughs> so we're going to try this one again. Reverse, reverse. I need you to look at somebody else and tell them, say, listen, don't be offended. Say, this is to the Lord and not to you. Say, because you can't pay me back anyhow. 
I'm going to give you the best that I got because it ain't for you. It's for, I'll be the best husband because it ain't for you. I'll be the best dream teamer because it's not for you. It's unto the Lord. If I look at this, look at verse 8. Knowing that whatever good anyone does, please pay attention. This, somebody say this. What you sow, you're going to reap. What you give, you're going to get back. Harvest is always bigger than the seed. This is important because for many of us, here's the deal. We don't want to look back on people that we've loved that left us with any type of joy. In fact, if you see their face, you go from speaking in Christian tongues to known tongues. Here go this. Can't stand that old skeezing. Ooh, when I see them, I just get so angry. Like, 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 if, if, if on social media it suggests, you know how it suggests people? I got to win. If it suggests them, you're like, oh, just, just take the phone. I don't even want the phone. Take the phone. You can throw in your phone. Y'all say I can't be throwing. <laughs> Truth be told, I want another one. Listen, um, but not an Android. Listen, but not an Android. Listen, come on, everybody be spiritual. <laughs> Y'all know we have the whole Apple versus Android thing. All right, check this out. Say this. He will receive back from who? The Lord. Here's your problem. Is that if I give you good loving, I expect it back from you. So what happens? So as I progress in life into future relationships, here's the deal. I'm scared to give now. Because the last ninja I did this for, the last karate captain I did this for, I didn't get anything out of it. <laughs> and that's where you're wrong. You did. <laughs> you didn't hear what I just said? You did. In it, you got some lessons. In it, you got some wisdom. In it, you got some knowledge. But guess what? You weren't wasting anything. You were sowing everything. Because the Bible says this, he will receive back from who? The Lord. I need some of you to get ready. Because God says you didn't waste one ounce of your love in your past. I'm about to give it back to you. And here's what it's going to come from. Somebody say, it's coming from the Lord. So because God repays you, because God repays you, you may reap it in another noun. Now that's deep. Noun. What's a noun? Come on, class. Person, place, thing, or idea. Stop. If I have to reap this from another noun, that means I can't make my noun nouns get me to a place to where I'm scared to give future love. Because some of y'all today, you scared to make friends with anybody. The last friend I had I got him a phone, I got him a car, I got, well, you're doing too much. I, that's number one. Last friend I had, I did all of this for, and they walked out on me, and I made them better. Can I help you understand something? If you have the ability to take somebody from nothing and turn them into something, God needed to show you you a bad mama jama. He needed to show you you a bad boy. What do you mean? If I have the ability to take you from the gutter and turn you into a whole nother thing, that means if I did it once, I can do it again. Because if you're like me, 
if you're like me, I spent my whole life investing in other people. And, and, and if I can be honest, I had a moment of time where I was like, God, I'm tired of investing in these people. There's too many snakes on these planes. I said, Lord, I'm just over it. Where's the benefit for me? Where's the benefit for the church? Like, what are we getting for all of this? Like, what, like you listen, because I, like, come on, God. I'm not doing this from a pure place. I don't have an agenda. I don't have a motive. And he said, oh, so you think you wasted time? Oh, so you think you wasted energy? Oh, so you think you wasted pouring? He says, you've never wasted one pour. He said, because I'm going to repay you. And it may not be into the noun that you sold it in. That's because in your next 12, I'm going to send you some people that you didn't have to pour, but they're going to look like you poured. You didn't have to love, but they're going to look like how you love. In other words, in other words, somebody say nothing is wasted. This is important. This is important because when it comes to love, many of us, we get scared. There's a song, and I'm thinking about putting it in the series by Jasmine Sullivan. Come, come over here. Now just circle. And it came up, I was working out yesterday. I was in the gym. Yeah. And uh, no, <laughs> I was working out, and y'all know Siri is disobedient, so she doesn't ever play what I tell her to play. And so, and so the song came up, and I remembered it from years ago, but it was just so apropos. The song says, I'm not scared. Of lions and tigers and bears. Oh, no. But I'm scared of loving you. Then she says, I, I'm not afraid of singing out a sold-out affair. She says, but you? For many of you, that's how you love. You love from a place of fear. I'm doing this, but now they better not. They better say thank you. Because if they don't say thank you, I'm doing this, but they better appreciate it. And if, I don't, if they don't appreciate it the way I think they should appreciate it, I ain't doing nothing. And God says, blue, 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 verse. God says, I'm going to repay you verse in another noun, which means somebody say, whatever I sow, my God, say this I'll receive back from the Lord. So here's why you give your best love and all the time to everybody. It ain't for you. I'm doing it as unto the Lord, and the Lord's got me. I just wonder if there's somebody at this 1115, watch me, that from this day forward, you can say, I'm not holding back. Why? Because even if they don't appreciate it, even if they don't love it, that's all right. God's going to be the one to pay me back. I just need to know if there's some of y'all that believe that. And I prophesy this starts for you today. Ephesians 6 starts for you today. You've not wasted one minute. You've not wasted one hour. You've not wasted one year. Somebody say, and the Lord will repay me. Now look, now look, can I give you an example of this even with the scripture? Or even with the song, even with the song. And so in 1974, that's when Dolly wrote the song. It only became popular on the country charts. It wasn't until 1992 when Whitney sang it, that it was part of the Hot 100. That's the top 100 songs in the nation. Some of y'all have missed the point, so let's slow the train up, all right? Come on, I'm gonna come back for you, but I need you to get on this time, okay? In 74, Dolly sows it. And it only reaches one height and one audience. Dolly may have thought, and this was a waste, this didn't go where I wanted to go, but watch me, but years later, somebody else, years later, some it wasn't Dolly that made the song popping. It was Whitney that made the song pop. What are you trying to tell me? Dolly sold it, but the Lord repaid her through another noun. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. It wasn't her that did it. Let's stop. Let's stop. Because I need us to get this point. I need us to get this point. 
Dolly's writes the song in 74. And it only makes it to the country charts. But, somebody holler, but. But, but in 1992, somebody that doesn't look like Dolly, doesn't sound like Dolly, doesn't have the same audience as Dolly, took Dolly's song and made Dolly over $30 million in royalties and took a song that was only appealing to country people that love country music and took it and made it a pop song so that if, what are you telling me? What you've sown before, God says, I got somebody else that's gonna pick it up and spread it around. Somebody say, and the Lord will repay me. So, so, so that's powerful because you don't have to hold back giving love because of the fear that they're not gonna reciprocate. They won't appreciate that, that, that you, don't have to, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. You can give your best all the time to everyone because the Lord repays you. And this principle transcends love. Like on your job, don't, don't, I don't care if you dip in the fries. No, you better be the best fry dipper. Everybody better know when they come through that drive through it's your fries because they taste better. There are restaurants I only go to on certain days because I know who's in the back. And I said, I can't go to this restaurant on this day because mm -mm, they don't season it right. I got to go on about on a, on a Thursday night because on a Thursday, I know who's back in that kitchen and I know it's going to have some stank on it. Check this out. Whatever you're doing, you do it with all of you all the time because it's not for them. It's as unto the Lord. And who pays you back? Somebody say, the Lord pays me back. Now, I need you to talk a little bit and say, the Lord pays me back. And in your next 12, I don't know who needs to hear this, but the 950 needed to hear it. I think some of y'all need to hear it. In your next 12, God says, I plan to pay you back for what you've sold in your previous. How do you know, Bishop? Because for some of you, you were starting to pull back. You were starting to get bitter. You were starting to get nasty. You were starting to get sorrow. Somebody holler, but God. So let's look. In Matthew chapter 24, 10, here it is, I can finish it. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 10, now look at what Jesus says. He's talking about, he says, as time begins to progress, this is what's going to happen. He says, and then many will fall away. Now, many doesn't mean everybody. But if you focus on the many, you will think it's everybody. You'll say, everybody is, 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 is trifling. Nope, just them. You'll say, everybody's not faithful. Nope, just them. You'll say, no, but ain't no good people out there. No, just them. Somebody say, it's not everybody. It's not everybody. Now, now look at this. Um, and then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. So three things are going to happen as time progresses. Say, people will fall away. Come on, talk like an army. Say, people will fall away. What does that mean? Who starts with you won't finish with you, and I need you to be okay with that. I need you to be okay when your circle has to change quickly because that person has reached the height to which they can go. When a rocket's taken off, there are certain things that have to fall off once it reaches a certain height. And for many of you, you didn't even realize you weren't even in the atmosphere anymore. <laughs> you had already exited the atmosphere. What are you trying to say? You were further along than you knew, which is why so much stuff had to fall off of you. And so many people had to fall off of you. I don't know who this is for, because God didn't need you having anything holding you back. He didn't need anything holding you back from your next. He didn't need anything stopping you from your next. That emotional tie was going to drag you down, so he kept the tie so you will not be drugged down.
because some of y'all, you're about to make some quick changes. It's about to be done before this first quarter is over. Your whole life is about to shift and change. And God says, I needed that to fall off of you. Many will fall away. Come on, y'all. We're about to go. And many will fall away. Then here's what's going to happen. Betray one another. I need you to be okay with betrayal. I need you to be okay with betrayal. I, I need you to realize that to some people, they don't see you as worth it. That doesn't diminish your worth. Okay? You could give someone a, 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 a $100 bill. And if they don't have a value for it, they're going to toss it around like you gave them a one. Is it any less valuable? No. Matter of fact, somebody give me a 20 or a 100. You know, no cash? Somebody, anybody in here got a 20 or 100? I'm going to get back to you. If you saw it, you might get more. I just need a 20 or 100 or a 50 or a 5 or a 10 or something. I need a piece of cash. You got something? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to get back to you. It's $100 bill. Can I, can I be rough with it? Is it okay? Okay, you sure? Okay, I'm going to be real rough with it. Okay, all right. All right. Everybody say that's a $100 bill. crushed, betrayed, thrown away. And if you're not careful, when you're that $100 bill, you will start saying, I guess I don't deserve good. I guess, you know what, I screw everything up. I mess everything. I guess I don't deserve good people. You know what, I just, I just deserve a mess. Oh, no. I came to unfold you. I came to unfold you today. Because guess what? Even though they betrayed you and threw you away, you still got the same amount of value as you did before. Somebody say, I'm still valuable. Thank you. Say it again, I'm still valuable. So, so don't look at betrayal as what's wrong with me. Everybody may not have an appreciation for the value. And that's okay. I don't need to be around nobody that don't know my value no how. <laughs> Here's the third thing. Here's the third thing. They're going to hate one another. These things, Jesus said, as time progresses, this is what's going to happen. Hate one another is this Greek word, missio, this language of the New Testament. It means love less. Listen to this. It means to punish someone through intense hostility deriving from fear, anger, or a sense of injury. He says you're going to have a lot of hanger, haters. And here, he said, here's why they're going to hate you. Because they fear you. Because they're angry with you. Or in their mind, you injured them. Even if you didn't injure them. Because there's some people that are mad at you for stuff that never happened. And I need you to be okay with that. Please open your mouth and say, I'm okay with that. And look at this, and look at this, and look at this, and look at this. Verse 11, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. Prophet means one that speaks, one that speaks, one that speaks. Uh, uh, particularly on behalf of the Lord. So here's what they're going to do. They're going to be, you got to be careful, especially in the social media world. Hear me, the digital family, you got to be careful. Because here's what happens. It's because they're going to speak to make you feel right, even if you're wrong. And they'll do it in the name of the Lord. How do I know that it's wrong? Because it violates the word. But they're going to make you feel right, even though it's wrong. You have some people that they, watch me, they were dead wrong in what they did to you. But they went and talked to a false prophet. 
they went and sat at some therapist's desk. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. They went and got some pills from somebody that made them feel right about the wrong they did to you. So they put themselves in the seat of the victim, even though they were the one that victimized you. But you got so much faith, you said, I refuse to sit in the seat of a victim. I am a victor. What you meant for evil, God has turned that for my good. So look at verse 12. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. Now, on Wednesday, I showed you what happens. You get cold pizza. Now, some of our digital family said, Bishop, I love cold pizza. I'm praying. Because I ain't going to be able to do it. I ain't going to be able to do it. All right, watch this. Even when you're warming up, it's not the same. You can put it in the oven all you want to, but it's not the same. All right, listen. And because lawlessness, everybody listen to this. Lawlessness means blatant. What does that mean? Blatant is like, I'm going to do it. What you going to do? That's blatant. All right, blatant iniquity, transgression, and sin. Here's those three definitions. Iniquity is generational sin that's passed down. There are going to be people who act just like who in their bloodline they say they don't want to act like. And they're going to say, but that's just how my mama is. That's how I am. That's how my daddy is. That's how I am. You're blatantly iniquitous. Okay, you ready? So now I just taught y'all some new words you can use tomorrow. Okay, here we go. Transgression. This means to willfully deviate from what you were told to do. You're told to do it this way. And you say, well, I'm going to do it this way. Now, could you just imagine, like if you tell someone, hey, um, when, you, um, when you say that to me, it makes you feel like I'm nothing. And then they say that to you. That's blatant transgression. You willfully deviated from what you knew. It got quiet right there. Apparently, it's a lot of blatant transgressors up at this 1115. I'm just saying. Right, and then sin. Sin means to make a mistake. And here's, I, I, this morning, the Lord, this morning while I was getting ready, the Lord, he began to, um, to speak. For all my prophetic people, you need to make sure you have time in the shower. Or a bathtub, because water, water symbolizes the spirit. And so you, when you're prophetic, you need the water to flow. You'll get creative. You'll start thinking. For some of you ladies, you never figured out why you use all the water in the whole neighborhood to take your bath. You got the water from everywhere. You've been letting that water run since 4.30 in the morning for your bath at 9 o'clock at night. It is because the water symbolizes the prophetic. It symbolizes when God speaks. So this is when you'll get most creative. This is when you'll get your ideas. This is when everything makes sense for you. Who am I talking to? This is when everything will make sense for you. It's because of the water. Elijah was by the water. When the water stopped, he had to move forward. Why? Because there was no flow, so he had to go. So check this out. So this morning, this morning I, was, I was doing my morning stuff, and my water was running. And um, as my water was running, he said, Some, there are certain people, watch me, he said, around you, you ready? He said, and that they are intentionally ignorant. He said, they play dumb on purpose. It's quiet in this church. He said, they play like they don't know what your response is going to be when they know what it's going to be up front. And he said, but here's what it is, son. It's a test to make sure you don't fall out of love and stop loving and get offended. So look at the verse. He, he says, he, that's the term he gave me. He says, intentionally ignorant. Oh, that's deep. It says, this is going to increase. And after you've had these things happen to you, here's what's going to happen. He says, the love of many. Somebody please make this declaration and say, I'm not one of them. I'm not 
it will grow cold. Which means you're going to get to the point to where you look at people as a means to an end, not as people. Because you'll say, you know what, I just, I'm just so. <sighs> Who's ever been there? Who's ever been to the point to where you were like, you basically hated people but just didn't say it? I said, come on, I see your hands. Come on, let's be honest. You were like, if I see another person, and you work in customer service, listen. You work in retail, say, if another person come in this store. Everybody listen to me. We are all called the people in whatever we do. I don't care if you're an engineer and say, Bishop, no, I work with computers. I'm called to computers. People use the computers. Okay? I, I don't care if you say, Bishop, I, I, I'm, not, I'm a pilot. I'm not calling people. I, I, I'm a pilot. There are people on the planes. And if, oh, Bishop, I don't fly, I don't fly uh, commercial flights. I fly, I fly, I fly uh, uh, freight. The freight is for people. No, I need you to catch this. Everything we do is connected to people. So if you hate what you're called to, You will never do it well because you're doing it for them instead of as unto the Lord. Let's go here one more time and say, this is bigger than them. This is to the Lord. So look at this last verse. This is verse 12. Because lawlessness will be increased. The love of many will grow cold. So Jesus says, everybody listen, this is going to get worse over time. I need you to just let that settle with you. Like, it won't be this utopian existence of everyone coming together and everyone having granola and everyone having an amazing time together. It's not happening. I don't care how much you have Jesus in your heart, bro. It's not happening. Like when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, that's not going to happen. Stop selling people something God didn't sell. Because then people are expecting a reality that's never going to be. Jesus said, as time goes, people going to get more wretched. And I need you to just be okay with that. But I don't need you to let it make you wretched. Come on. As time goes, people are not going to be as consistent. I don't need you to become inconsistent. As time goes on, people are going to do people. But you can't paint everybody based on them. And worse, you cannot be them. All right? I know this is a lot of, lot of, lot of stuff. Say so it's going to negatively change over time. So here's the question. How do you avoid that? Because you can't become that. So how do you avoid that? How do you avoid not just getting to a point to where you just say, I can't stand people? How do you avoid getting to, because everybody's hand that I just saw, everybody's hand was up. I'm sure online. Atlanta, I know y'all's hands are up. Miami hands up. Chicago's hands up. LA hands up. New York's hands up. Dallas, I know y'all hands up. Y'all, I see it. Stuck at the house. You mad at the world right now. All right, can I listen? Say, how do I avoid that, Bishop? Come on, talk to me like an army. Say, how do I avoid that, Bishop? First Corinthians 13, 1. This is the Apostle Paul speaking about love. And if there's anybody that should have hated people, it's Paul. These people, if you read his testimony one day, it's only in a few verses. But like Paul... Paul was stoned to death, and when they thought he was dead, he winked and said, I got to get up and keep fighting. <laughs> See, you've only been talked about. You ain't been stoned. You'll survive bad press. 
I pray, I pray that you never let a scandal make you stop. I pray that you never let negative stuff that was said about you make you stop. Why? You're going to outlive whatever dirt they tried to throw on your name. Matter of fact, the dirt was fertilizer and it's going to make you grow. All right, so look, like then the people he helped, if you read his story, if you have the Harvest Mobile app and you do the daily Bible reading, you heard his story in the last few readings. And he's like, Hermanius and Alexander, they abandoned me. This coppersmith did me wrong. This one did me wrong. He said, but I just gave it to the Lord, and the Lord's going to get him. And said, listen, I didn't see this movie before. I know who's going to outlive him. It's just a total mess. Like these people. And out of all the perhaps tens of thousands of people he reached, maybe even hundreds of thousands, we don't know, because the Bible says he preached the gospel to the whole known continent of Asia. Now, not Asia as we think of it today. He wasn't over in Tokyo and all that. Asia wasn't known to the world at that time. But what Asia was known as of 2,000 years ago, he, he preached the gospel to all of them in two years and a few months. Check this out. And out of the thousands of people, please listen to me, that he reached, do you not know, Paul said, I only have two that I count on. I only have two that I count on. I can only count on Timothy and Titus. And he said, and between those two, he said, here's my secret. Timothy's the better between the two. He says, I have nobody like Timothy. So for all of you who got 15 and 20 best friends, I'm just wondering. So Paul had a reason to hate. The very people he used to teach are now condemning him. Paul has a reason to hate. They killed him, literally. And he has a reason to hate. They're talking about him. So much so, he has to start making what the Bible calls tents. It wasn't tents, it was a prayer shawl. Tents is what the Hebrews called them. They said, and he who dwells under the shadow, that's what they called the prayer call. It wasn't a little tent. He wasn't making teepees. They weren't camping out. Okay? All right, check this out. Paul has a reason to hate. Paul was good killing Christians and God interrupted him and said, the thing you killed, you're now about to become and make more of. So imagine his relationship with God when he starts going through hell and he's like, I wasn't having these problems when I was killing you suckers. Some of you have said that like before I got saved, it seemed like. So let's look. Let's look at what the Apostle Paul says. In 1 Corinthians 13, 1, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. So what does it mean? Love is shown, but it isn't for show. I don't do this to show it off, I but when I do this, it'll be seen. Say, love is shown, but it isn't for show. Verse 2, and if I have prophetic powers and I understand all mysteries and all knowledge, if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. Here's the next point. Paul says, love is the highest form of spirituality. You're not spiritual in hate. Can't do both. That's why for some of you, your worship is so hard because you're fighting through your hatred of your cousin. For some of you, worship is so hard because you're fighting through the hatred of somebody that did you wrong. That's why sometimes you need to learn how not to answer the phone before church unless it's certain numbers. Why? Because you ain't going to mess me up messing up my worship. Are you still here? All right, verse 3. If I give away all that I have and I deliver up my body to be burned, but I have not love, I gain nothing. You, you can give and sacrifice and not love, but you cannot love and not give and sacrifice. 
He says, you can do those things and do them to be seen. There are certain people who will only buy certain gifts because they want you to tell other people the gift you got. There are certain people who will do certain things for you because they want you to tell other people what you did. Did you tell them when I got you, baby? Well, I thought you got it for me. I didn't realize this was for all the Instagram. I didn't know that. Right? And I'm not knocking that. I'm not saying anything is wrong with that. What I'm saying is, is that you can do those things and it never be from love, but you cannot love and not do those things. So if your love hasn't sacrificed, it's not real. If your love hasn't given, it's not real. All you're doing is talking. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I don't want to hear what you gained. Tell me what you gave up. Because what you gave up will show just how deep you love. And I think there's some of us that can say through our years, we have given up some things to love some people. And that's, watch me, and God says you didn't give it up forever. You gave it up for a season. But in your next 12, and the Lord will repay. Some of you parents, I want to preach now. You gave up things so that you could take care of your children. You gave up your plans, your desires, and you made sure you were there for your kids. And you thought you gave it up for a lifetime. You didn't. You gave it up for a season. And in your next 12, I hear the word of the Lord coming to you. You are about to get back what you thought you gave up. I ain't got no faith in this room, but I know what I hear. And the Lord is with the man of God and won't let one of these words fall to the ground. Say, I gave it up for a season but not a lifetime. Listen. Oh, my God. That's good to me. All right, look at verse 4. Love is patient. Whoa. We can stop right there. Actually, let's just move on. Let's, uh, no. Here's why love is patient. Patient. Patient forces motives to be revealed. Patience forces motives to be revealed. The reason love is patient is because if you rush, you, it'll, it won't be revealed. When you're patient, you force motives to show themselves. Because people can only pretend for so long. You want me to say it again? Let me back that thing. Patience forces motives to reveal themselves. You can only pretend for so long before the real you going to come out. Got it? That's why for those of you dating, I need you to go get relationship revolution and all those types of series. Why? Because many of y'all, you, you, you talking about, you met him on Monday, talking about this is the Lord's will. The Lord's doing a quick work. No, he's not. You will not beat the system. The system is about to beat you. You need at least 90 days. Bef- Listen, and that ain't even dating. That's pre-dating. You, you ain't coming up. You, okay, y'all don't like this. I did a whole mess of Christian dating done right. Because many of you let people into places that they can't handle too soon. But that's because you never checked the credit. And I don't mean that literally, although I could mean it literally. I mean, you have not qualified them to make sure. You know, I like the way the eagle, I like the way the eagle dates. You know how she dates? Is that she'll fly at one level, drop something, see if he'll catch it. She'll go a little higher, drop something, see if he'll catch it. He does that. She'll go at another level, drop something, see if he catch it. And then if she thinks this might work, she'll go to the highest cliff she can find and drop the biggest branch she can drop. And if he catches that, she'll say, I can trust you now to come up around my kids. Mm. You can't even meet them until I can trust you. Why? Because if one of them falls, I need to know you got them and you got me. But this is bigger than dating. This is in every relationship type. Before I'm going to trust you, I need to be able to test you to make sure you can carry me. All right, look. All right, it's patient. And it's kind. Kind there, we're almost done. Kind there in Greek means love serves. We already talked about this. You cannot love and not serve what you say you love. 
Love does not envy. What does that mean? Love wants to see you win. Nor does it boast. That means love doesn't talk with excessive pride. What does that mean? I'll never leave you. Okay. There are certain trigger words I have. Can I give you some of mine? There are certain trigger words that I have that immediately make me mark a person in my mind. Right? When I hear things like, Bishop, I'm with you forever. Mark. I didn't ask. So you announcing it is concerning me because I want to know with whom were you having the conversation about loyalty? And perhaps you were only having it with yourself. But I'm concerned that if we're having a conversation about loyalty, you might not have it for me. When I hear things like never, I ain't never walking away. I'll literally go in my office and write their name on the poet pad and say, don't be shocked at that one. Why? Because, because, because here's the deal. Because you don't have to speak pridefully. It's prideful to speak from an absolute so even when you're speaking, can I give you wisdom? Don't you? I'll never do that. Be careful. She's an awful woman. She is never. She's horrible. I ain't never going to do that. Okay. How many of you ever said never and then the Lord made you the never you said you was going to be? I remember when I was coming up. You know why I'm not judgmental now? It's because I was judgmental earlier. <laughs> I got that out the way. Don't y'all look at me like that, because some of y'all Christians are some of the most judgmental people in the world, and you forgot that it wasn't but yesterday you was. So I was very judgmental early, 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 not in my pastoral days, but in my ministry days. I was very, I, I was very judgmental. When I was a associate pastor, I was very judgmental of people. People do stuff, and I'm like, I can't believe it. I would never do that in these people's mind. And I, I would do all of that. And in my mind, can I be honest? In my mind, I saw myself as spiritually superior because I didn't do what they did. This is too real for some of y'all. And then the Lord taught me a lesson one day. The stuff that I judged, he said, now look, now you deal with that. And then when I dealt with the stuff that I was judgmental for, I was like, oh, far be it from me. Listen, love God, <laughs> love people, and love life. I ain't trying to judge nobody. I'm just here to love everybody. Would you lay your hands on yourself and say, do not be judgmental. Okay. All right. Let's go here. Um, it's not arrogant. So love realizes we're different than, but not better than. So you can appreciate somebody's differences. Arrogance says, uh-uh, you're not like this, something's wrong. Love says, listen, can I be honest with you? Here's where a lot of your frustration comes from. You expect you out of them. But they're not you. Some of you, you don't want to, you don't want to love nobody else. You want a, a, a duplication of you. You want a clone so you can love yourself. Because in your mind, I do everything right. I say everything right. I do all this. I do this. I did it. You want you. But there's not another you. It's quiet at this 11.15. Come on, we're going to have to go up in the spirit. Come on, I need you. Come on, let's go. Let's go. We're going to have to go up in the spirit in just a second. Here we go. Here we go. All right, here we go. Look at verse 5. It's not rude. What's rude? So, so here's what love does. Love compliments. And it's courteous. So love finds something to compliment. You, I love your shoes. I love this. I love that. If you've ever came and spoken to me, you've got a compliment for me. Why? Because it's my, it's my job as your shepherd to know ain't nobody going to outlove the people that I love. 
So as a shepherd, you are, I'm going to speak life into you. I'm going to encourage you. Why? This is what love does. It compliments. Got it? And it's courteous. Say courteous. It's amazing how nice you are to people you don't know and how rude you are to people you say you love. Example, come here. Right? Here's what you'll do. Here's what you do. And let me have, uh, let me have one more. Come on. Y'all getting a lot of use today. Yes, the Lord to use you. Right, here's the deal. Y'all know one another. So bump into him. You know, like walk like y'all walking and bump up there. Like you walking and hit him, you know, bump into him. Okay. Right, here's the deal. If this somebody you say you love, here's what you say. Move. You didn't see me coming? Get out the way. Move. Get out the way. But to somebody you don't know. Pardon me. Do you have any great poupons? Excuse me. You got them in the packets, though. Social distance. I can't touch your knife. Y'all catch it later. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. You are nicer to people you don't know. And rude. rude. You on time for strangers. All right, y'all want to do this? Y'all going to play with me like this in this church? But for people you love, I'm on the way. You still in the shower. Why do we do that? Because you've made them common so you don't respect their time. And you don't respect your word. Thank you, gentlemen. Let's go on and get through this. Um, it doesn't insist on its own way. That means it's not self-centered. That means love has the ability to say, okay, I'll hear what you're saying. Now, we may not do that, but I'll listen. For those of you who think, let me help some of y'all, they don't never listen to me. No, they listen. It's just your way was not smart. Or the best way to get it done. So, okay, so, so that, 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 but that, nobody ever does that. Nobody ever tells me. No, no, mm, 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 mm. This, you listen. Love listens, but it doesn't mean we're going to do that. Parents, you can listen to your kids. Let them talk. Let them talk. Mama, I just feel, oh, really, baby? Oh, okay. No. Well, we ain't doing that, but, I, but I'm glad you got that off your chest. That's good. Now, you got five minutes to get in there and get that room clean, or I'm going to come in there and show you just how much I really love you. Because the Bible says <laughs> he disciplines them that he loves. And if you want to see just how deep my love flows, let this room look like this in five minutes. Okay, these next ones are going to be rough, so I need you to play really loud, okay? Really loud and really aggressive, even if I'm not there, okay? All right, here we go. All right, all right, here we go. It's not irritable. <laughs> all right. I'm going to say it one more time. And it's not irritable. I knew it was going to be rough through here because some of y'all, listen, I can, see, I can see through your mask and see your irritability. Because the moment I said irritable, I don't get irritable. Okay. Look, y'all ready for this? Here's what irritable means in Greek. Abnormally sensitive. 
That's irritable. You're abnormally sensitive. You get mad about stuff. Let me call you back. And then you send a 15, 15 page text. I don't know why you have to be so aggressive when, when I, you answer the phone and call me back. I was just trying to tell you that the grits wasn't going to be ready on time. You could have texted me that, don't you? Abnormally sensitive. Abnormally sensitive. If you got less hamburger helper than somebody else at the table, you kids going upstairs, me and your mama need to talk. You don't keep disrespecting me, man. Sir, you too sensitive. Y'all ain't going to talk. <laughs> I see why I didn't finish it at the 915. All right. They knew to go into a praise, so we didn't get this far. <laughs> That's all right. We got Wednesday. Listen. They're going to get this word. Look. Let's move on to the next one. How many of you can be honest that you can be irritable, abnormally sensitive? You can be sensitive to stuff. That's just, when you look at it, you're like, this is stupid. <laughs> this, this is dumb. Well, I don't see why I got, why you sent me an email, and did you know that Darlene Nim, what, look, we ain't talking about Darlene Nim, we're talking about you. You are abnormally sensitive to things that don't have anything to do with you. Let's go on. All right, we're gonna do it again. You ready? Here we go. We're going to get real loud because here's the next one. Resentful. All right. So here's, here's what we do when it comes to love. We make a lot of assumptions with people we say we love. And those assumptions lead to bitterness. Here's what, here's what, here's what, here's what you do to avoid being resentful. Ask questions. You've concluded a lot never opening your mouth asking anything. Well, you know what? The reason, see, see, the reason, see, I don't know. Because, see, when Bishop was preaching, he looked at me. I look at everybody. <laughs> see, and I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. Nothing. <laughs> Depending on where you sit, I may look a little more because my neck tends to go this way. <laughs> right? No, but check this out. But when your love is not mature you make assumptions you don't ask questions you don't ask anybody anything you made a whole conclusion you you didn't ask anybody i don't think they like me based on what like do we have any data is there anything to back this up i don't know i just feel look your feelings are <laughs> and a couple of drinks of draino and them feelings no, this is so important, guys, because you will do this with people you love. You are sitting next to people who, truth be told, that you may have some bitterness because you made assumptions. Why didn't she invite me to come out with her friends? See? Mm -hmm, I remember that. I remember that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's supposed to be a friend time. It, uh, uh, is they spouse coming? To see? Hmm. All right. Hmm. Okay. Because <laughs> she got another thing coming. Think like you've made a whole assumption. And ask no question. You have assassinated people. And then when you get the facts, you're like, oh. Let's move on. It does not, we don't have to go there. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing. So love says, I'm not happy when you're hurt. 
when you're hurting, I'm trying to figure out how I can help. Okay, y'all still with me? It rejoices in the truth. Let's go to the next. Let's go to the next. Love bears all things. That means love can handle pressure. Like if your love can't handle pressure, you have a pretty pathetic love. Pressure. It handles some pressure. Like it handles pressure. There's going to be moments of pressure. There's going to be moments you don't want to be patient. Because you're ticked off. You're angry. You want to holler. Now, let's move. Let's move. Because this is, I got to take y'all up in the spirit. Because y'all, y'all, this is rough, 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 rough right through here. All right. Look, it believes all things. What does that mean? I need to teach this because many people think that love is dumb. So you was gone all night and didn't tell me where you was and you was in prayer? Okay. <laughs> Listen. All right. Believes all things means that it is an auto-negative. There's, a, there's something in psychology called a negaholic. Like, like an alcoholic. It literally means people are addicted to being negative. When you love, you're not addicted to being negative. When you love, you're like, okay, well, let me not jump to negative. Like, maybe there's a rational explanation. Like, let's talk this out. Versus, they get in the car. You ain't got nothing to say. And now we've learned to be so passive-aggressive, we use our phones to pretend like we're doing something to avoid having conversations. Okay, this is too much. All right. It hopes all things. That means it strives for the best. It strives for the best. Love is like, I, I, I'm, I'm striving for the best for you and with you in every context. Here these last two, and then we're done. It endures all things. And you'll notice it says doesn't give up, but there's three question marks. Because love is not an accomplishment nor an achievement. So, so, so listen, so listen, you, you cannot see divorce as failure. Because divorce is simply a realization that it no longer was a fit and we couldn't pretend like it was. Bible says what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Who put it together? Bishop Dunn, the Bible say God hates divorce. I wish you'd read your Bible, because if you read it, you'd understand he wasn't talking about murder relationships. He says he hates when his people divorce themselves from him. That's a whole word there. Because many people try to make you feel guilty because you've been divorced or had a divorce or, or, or recognize, because, but no, you're a Christian and I don't believe in it. It don't matter if you don't believe in it. It is what it is. You don't have to believe in oxygen. Right? It doesn't matter. So don't let anybody put their baggage on you and make you think you failed because the relationship didn't last. Don't let people put their baggage on you because of that. When it says, when it says endures all things, it means, it means the mentality of love says, I'm going to do whatever I can do to, to love whoever I say I love. Realizing that that still may, here's what, here's go to the next point, at verse 8, love never ends. Realizing that my love, go back please, realizing that my love may outlast the relationship. There's certain love, remember the song was written as an ending or as a vow. There's certain love that says, I love you, but this seat you occupy, this isn't the seat for you. 
give 100. And you give 100. But if this ain't your seat no more, this ain't your seat. And that doesn't mean love failed. That means love worked. And I. I'll be singing it like a bass. And I, I, I was a bass too coming up. We'll always, the Barry White version, love you. <laughs> look, 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 look. Go down to verse 13. And then we're going to take y'all up in the spirit. So faith, hope, and love abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. So, what's the whole takeaway? There's a lot of meat in this message. So this is like a stew you need to have today. I hope y'all got some stuff in the crock pot. Or something on the stove. Or something. This is the day you put stuff in one of them slow cookers. Now, I can't cook and I know that. This is one of those messages. It's so much meat, you have to have your bowl. Say, God, dog. If I have you another bowl, say, wee. And by the time you listen to this about four times, you'll get this one. I pray your next 12 will be your best 12. Can I just get you to lift your hands and worship for just a moment? Let's go up for just a second. Father, we pray that today what we've heard we'd live out, that today what we've heard we'd move in, that today what we've heard we'd walk in. We declare that our next 12 will be our best 12 in love, relationships, and friendships. In love, relationships, and friendships. Say, my next 12 will be my best 12. In love, relationships, and friendships. And I will always point to the Lord say, love you. Because you always love me. Can we give God praise in this building and online? I know it was a meaty message. Come on. But it's good for you. Your next 12 are going to be your best 12. Your next 12 are going to be your best 12. Listen, if you're in this building online, you need to become a Christian. Today's your day. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, today's your day to recommit yourself to the Lord. And thirdly, be like, Bishop, I have no clue where things stand with the Lord. Be sure today, he always has loved you. In your failures, he's loved you. In your screw-ups, he's loved you. In your mess-ups, he's loved you. When you thought you messed it up so bad, he's loved you. And God says he gives you his love so that you can give it to others. And never feel like you've been used. Nobody can ever use you. Nobody can ever take advantage of you. Because the most they can do is cause you to get seed in the ground. And the Lord will repay you. Say, and the Lord will repay me. Come on, talk church. Say, and the Lord will repay me. You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord to be sure. In this building, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Several people got saved at the 915. Or if you're online, do the hand wave emoji or say, it's me. One, God's coming to get you today. One, two, three. If that's you, respond in this building. I see you. Or wave that hand if you're online or do the hand wave emoji and say, it's me. Come on, church. We need to celebrate those that are coming to the Lord today. Pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place because of this belief. And because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. 
I receive the word today that you will repay me for every ounce of love I've ever given. Nobody used me. Nobody took advantage of me. I give my best always because that's who I am. I was built to love because you love me. In Jesus' name. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. Text the word DECISION to 55498 to let us know about your decision and we'll send you amazing resources to help you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. The rest of your life will be the best of your life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.